with you learn something new every day. I am Joan Boyko, coordinator of communications and community outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome Palm Springs Unified to Riverside County Educators of the Year, Iwana Robles and Damon Benelli. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations to both of you. So exciting and very well-deserved. And both of you were honored. Today's May 15th. So you were honored just about a week and a half ago at the County Celebrating Educators Luncheon. So Awana, and am I saying your name right? You are. Okay, it's not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. I was told to, to think of Iguana and take the G out. Yep. So I, a little birdie right. in my office told me that. So that's how I remember. Monica. How long have you been with how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities? I've been with um, Palm Springs Unified for uh, this is my eighth year. Um, I was hired on by uh, Dr. Kalisak as a math uh, teacher on special assignment when I first came into Palm Springs. I was like, whoa. And then um, after three years, I, I went back to the classroom at Desert Learning Academy, um, which is our hybrid model school. And I, I was there for two years. And then I went back to Math Tosa for secondary. A woman who loves math. And we love that because you don't find too many of those. And um, it's a gift. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Damon, how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities? I've been here 20 years. And um, Dr. Burry hired me for uh, Desert Hot Springs High School. He actually hired me part-time. And then Mike Wong hired me to do the ASAP program, which is the Adolescent Substance Abuse Program for the rest of the time. So yeah, and since then, it's been Desert Hot Springs High School, Raymond Cree, Cathedral City High School, and then uh, back to Desert Hot Springs High School, and then here to the fabulous world of elementary, uh, elementary counseling. So you've been a counselor the whole time. I think we've neglected mm -hmm. to mention that. Mm -hmm. Counselor. Well, so you've had experience at all three levels. Mm -hmm. Wow, very, very cool. Iwana, give, give us an overview. Of what's your current position like? Like, what do you do? What's a teacher on special assignment? Okay, so uh, a teacher on special assignment, I think Riverside County said the best is a teacher without a classroom. <laughs> so I do a lot of traveling um, and a lot of, um, so I, I support uh, uh, Desert Hot Springs High School um, and I support Palm Springs High School. I also support um, Nellie Kaufman, uh, Desert Springs Middle and James Workman and, and DLA. Um, so as a, as a teacher on special assignment, I, I basically, um, I am, I'm not mandatory for any teachers to be in their classroom. So I do have to kind of invite myself in <laughs> and work with the teachers and go to the lead meetings and then get my way to, um, 
to co-plan and co-teach with them, uh, keeping them abreast of all the new strategies, new district things are happening, <laughs> getting to answer those fun questions like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? So, so primarily you work with teachers as opposed to students? mostly work with teachers um but i also am in the classroom so i by default which is my favorite thing to do is work with students so i can't really work with teachers or plan accordingly or properly if i'm not in their classroom to see kind of what the culture of the classroom is which is a big thing so i do more than just math content coaching or strategies it's more how do you have your setup in the classroom do the students feel like they belong they have a voice are they able to make mistakes? Is that okay in your classroom or else, you know, learning doesn't happen. And I know people say, hey, if you have a really exciting lesson, you know, the structures will take place, but I disagree with that. I think that teachers um, need the most, the more effective teachers have a st structures in place in their classroom. So students know exactly how and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So first you were nominated by a counselor on special assignment, that's a COSA instead of a TOSA at Rancho Mirage High School um, as at, for the district site support educator of the year. And then the committee selected you and that's a committee comprised of last year's educators of the year. How did that feel to be the district person? I was pretty uh, shocked and happy and just like overwhelmed. Um, I. I do what I do because I do what I do <laughs> and I do it for the kids um, and I was it was very um, emotional actually I have to say like whoa really um, me <laughs> so I mean it's not like I, I feel like I don't do a good job but I think so many people do a good job that I was just like oh they picked me that's really cool well it gets better but we'll get back to that in a minute because we have two two stars over here so uh, Mr. Benelli Give us an overview of your position. I know it's a busy one. We've had to postpone this once before because you had like a mini crisis over there and they probably come. We had, I truth be told, we had to postpone twice because I had a mini crisis in my life. I had stomach flu, but that's another story. But I mean, I know that you're dealing with these kind of things on a daily basis. Give us an overview of what you do as a counselor at Bella Vista. Well, it's, it's awesome being an elementary counselor. It's actually the hardest counseling that I've done in, in terms of that elementary school is really involved. The teachers, the teachers work so hard. I don't think people appreciate how hard they work. And it's basically like every 15 minutes they, they have to schedule. And then there is a schedule here at uh, elementary school and it's really complex. So my role is, well, this year has been to collaborate with PE, the PE coaches. And now Ms. Arceo got me to start working with the librarian and uh, doing uh, longer anxiety lessons, social emotional lessons in library. And then as soon as I'm finished, I go out to the PE field and I'm actually the social emotional referee. So I spend time out there with all the PE classes that are out there and I encourage them. I look for opportunities to kind of like get students to stop, kind of look at what's going on, how they're treating each other, solve a problem. Problem, you know, do things there. So really, my job is to emotionally support the school. Um, I've set up a lot of uh, grief support for the students. We got Jewish Family Services. Mr. Sales kind enough to get that going for our students. 
Uh, we do a lot of one-to-one -one with our students and I talk to a lot of parents. Um, just basically the job is to support them. And like I always tell the students, my job is to get them to graduate from high school and prepare for college and or career. That's the big goal, no matter what. And everything in between is just like hurdles. Well, I, I know you were talking about trauma and the, the, the trauma that our students are facing, you know, even before COVID. I mean, this is something that, that you've, I, I've gotten to know you pretty well over the years. And that's been a focus of yours for a long time, especially in Desert Hot Springs and uh, some of the, the challenges that our kids in Desert Hot Springs face in their home lives. And um, I wasn't going to talk about this now, but while I'm thinking about it, tell us about your side gig with rock climbing and, and getting our families involved in that and why. Well, in the uh, pre-COVID world, we did what's called Counselor Climb, and that was here at our local Desert Rocks Climbing Gym. Uh, and basically, I worked out something with the owners that families could come in uh, on our counselor climb nights. They could pay like $5 for shoes and to climb for the rest of the night. Um, I invited all the elementary schools and on sometimes even some of the middle schools. But uh, I use analogies a lot in counseling. And the analogy that I kind of put out there for the counselor climb was that, you know, parents need to learn to support their students in rock climbing. When the person's climbing, you have somebody on belay. And I use that analogy so that parents could learn to like belay their students there at the gym. And then also the other part of it is, you know what, there's not a lot of things to do in Desert Hot Springs that are fun that parents could do with the students. So um, I did the counselor climb for all those reasons. And unfortunately, you know, COVID has taken down the gym. It's no longer open. Uh, Ms. Arceo and I are working for counselor campfires next year. Oh, that's a great idea. So we're just going to keep going because, you know, the parents, the people who come, you know, really get something out of it. You know, I'm sure, you know, you know the students who work, you know, they do get something out of it. And that's well, a really cool thing that as a high school counselor, I always used to put on students. They're like, oh, I'm not going to get into UCLA or probably not. I'm like, dude, you can go to any college. It's not the college. It's how hard you work. So, um, yeah, I'm going to miss counselor climb. Though. It was fun. Well, I it sounded like it was fun. And I, I heard from several people who went and thought it was fabulous. And I think your campfire uh, substitution will be pretty darn good. And it's obvious that your principal is a major fan of yours, yours because she is the person who nominated you as the district counselor of the year. And how'd you feel when you heard that? Um, yeah, I was really, uh, I was really impressed. I was really happy. You know, I'm, I'm really glad that it brings some attention, not only to here to Desert Hot Springs, but also to the, uh, you know, elementary counselors. When we started elementary counselors in the district, there was just three of us. And like, I went back and forth to two schools. And uh, so um, it's really nice that there's an elementary counselor at every elementary school now. And very much needed, that's for sure. Yep. So Awana, about two months ago, a Riverside County superintendent, Dr. Edwin Gomez, along with our superintendent, Dr. Mike Sweezy and a few other administrators 
hijacked your meeting with your colleagues and that wasn't that meeting was put together for this purpose to <laughs> to share the surprise news that you were selected as Riverside County's site support educator of the year what was that like um it was funny uh, because the meeting location changed and I know we were doing a, 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 we all, you know, Deanna's really good about having us meet as Tosas and everything. So I didn't think anything of it until I walked in and I saw that um, the district a boardroom office was, <laughs> there's like every, every window was covered. And I'm like, <laughs> are they filming in here? <laughs> so I walked in, right? And you see all the chairs, but now there's no chairs, it's a little U-shape. I'm like, why is everything moved to the side and covered? I'm like, I guess they are going to be filming in here or they filmed in here. And everyone's just kind of smiling. And I remember um, it's funny because Deanna, our supervisor, she was like very kind of nervous, but all dressed nice like she usually is and presenting. And I'm like thinking this is just awkward. And so I'm like, okay, something's happening. And then um, my good friend and, and Tosa Noel, who's an amazing ELA Tosa, she she was patting me on the back as people were walking into the room and I'm like, oh, okay. So it was, it was uh, I was really like kind of shocked because I know they said two weeks from when they did my semi-finalist interviews. Um, so two weeks had passed, it was a month. So I'm like, okay, somebody else is cool. Like I made it, to, I mean, Palm Springs Unified, that's awesome. And then when they came in, I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I was at a loss for words. So it was, it was nice. It was a good feeling. Yeah, um, I, you know, we had to do our best. We wanted to try to make this a surprise. So um, it was. It was. <laughs> so that's great. And then after they were, after the entourage finished at the district office and they grabbed a bite to eat, then they have it headed over to Bella Vista where the entire school was waiting at an outdoor assembly. And Dr. Gomez announced, Damon, that you were selected as Riverside County's Counselor of the Year. So what was that like? Well, first off, they fish hooked me bad. Because <laughs> here at Bella Vista, like up in my, there's no windows or nothing. I'm up in the <laughs> corner and Miss Hagar and Tanisha Taylor came in and they're just talking to me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was important stuff. And so we were in the heat of the conversation and the radio went off like it does a thousand times a day it was just i was like okay we got to go out there must be a fight or something it must be fifth graders it's going to be drama i'm like i actually there's a v and i i said i'll go this way and head it off and tanisha's like oh no we got to go this way <laughs> anyway it was a total shock and surprise to go outside and have like a thousand million students out there cheering it, it was truly heartwarming and I don't know how I didn't cry, but uh, it, it was really cool. And and I saw everybody there. I didn't know Dr. Gomez, you know, by by sight, but, you know, Dr. Burry was there. Senior A was there. I was like, oh, so. Well, what's um, when I was talking to uh, Miss Arceo about logistics, you know, she was like, okay, well, just tell me when this will be. And, you know, and then when I told, and I thought she was trying to put together a staff meeting and I, I called her back and I said, I'm really sorry, but 
it has to be like at whatever time it was, one o'clock or one thirty. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how is she going to do that? And she goes, okay, that's fine. I go, what are you going to do? And she goes, oh, full school. I'm like, what? And she go, I said, I, she said, just stop, just pray for no rain or heavy wind. And she said, it'll be great. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And the people from RCOE, Damon, they said to me, they've only seen that once or twice in the several years they've been doing this. It's not usually a whole school like that with balloons. And it, it was I wasn't, unfortunately, couldn't be there personally, but because I saw all the video and the photos, I feel like I was there and it was, it was very cool. So it had to be pretty spectacular to be the man of the hour over there. Yeah, it was like a rock show. They yeah. were like talking on the mic, you know, the bullhorn and they're like, oh, we'll give it to you. You could talk in just a second. And when they handed it to me, I was like, are you sure you want me to this? <laughs> And we have a Bella Vista cheer. Um, and man, I got the kids as loud as they can possibly. All right, let's hear cheer. it. What's the cheer? Oh, it's the echo cheer. I go Bella, Bella, Bella. And they go Vista, Vista, Vista. And I start out kind of quiet until it goes insanely loud. <laughs> and then I have the last part of the cheer is I say Bella Vista is our school. Bella Vista is so. And I wait for them and they say, cool. So I like we, that. That that came out of virtual time, and uh, it it works great. Actually, I made it before virtual time, but man, I perfected it during virtual time. Oh, them. so did you make that up? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I I felt the love. I and I think this is part of Bella Vista in general. What a great and very cohesive staff you have there like absolutely a big family it was obvious at the board of education meeting when both of you were honored mm -hmm. along mm -hmm. with our other district educators of the year and one of them happens to be your principal your yes. lisa arceo got principal of the year and you're you know the majority of the staff showed up and they had banners made and then they wanted to when i took a group picture they asked can we come up with the banners and i go well no i said this is <laughs> no you can't but i'll come outside and take a picture of you guys separate and they're like okay that's good they wanted to bring the banner up with everybody and that really was you know but but i just felt it you know and then a, a few weeks before that lisa sent me pictures of uh, your charcuterie competition that you had at the uh, at the um, at your school between the grade levels, and I was very upset I didn't get invited because you know I'm kind of doing very low carbs, and I'm like I could have had a field day with that kind of food, you know. That's <laughs> I don't. They, uh, they did the chili cook-off next. The next one is the great scavenger hunt. Um, yeah, they, they always that's great. Fun. That's the yeah. kind of things that really bring a staff together. That's that's really cool. We work hard, so it's I know you do. Fun. And and like you, you need an outlet, right? Just like yep. the kids need an outlet. Absolutely. Staff right. needs an outlet too. Yep, you're absolutely and I would right. say Iwana, especially for a math person. So talk a little bit about why do you love math so much and what's your secret for getting other teachers and kids motivated about math um i love math but it's really not about math <laughs> i'm gonna have to say that as a math host it's really about 
what you were just saying about the community, um, the belonging, um, that it starts at a site, it permeates the classrooms as well. So it's really, it's really letting the kids just feel like they have a place where they're wanted. When they walk in through that room, are they, hey, you're here, that's awesome, because a lot of them don't hear that. So um, are they noticed? Like, is there something going on with the, the, the kid? Is it, it, are they sad? Is it not typical of them to be a certain way? And then just all these little things that come together and making, um, making that welcoming force be really strong and then belonging, they, they need to feel like they belong or else they're gonna find somewhere else to belong. And it's not, you know, it, sometimes it's not a safe place to belong. So they will look elsewhere. Um, but I think math, I just, I had a knack for it. I liked it. I, I worked hard at it. Um, I liked the puzzle piece of it, trying to figure out what the answer was. I know that not many people see that, but I try to make it for the students. Let's pu let's puzzle through it. I heard that from somebody else. It's not mine, but let's let's figure it out. Like we got all these pieces, how they fit together. Once the approach is there, and of course there's skills that might be missing that we need to. That's okay, but let's figure out how would you do this. Here's a calculator. Tell me how you do this. Um, just getting them to explore it more than just like a rote. We got to do this, and we got to do it this way, and there's only one way to do it. That's what I'm trying to break um, because I was that person. So I was only doing it one way. And then I started seeing that my high school students when I was teaching, like they weren't really getting it. They didn't, they needed visuals. They needed a connection to it. They needed something that was practical. They needed a, a situation where they might use something that's mathematical. So just kind of getting it to, so it's not such a rigid subject as it has been. Um, that's why people don't like it. You know what? You're so you're so right about that. As a person yeah. who really, I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty old, so you're not gonna change me. However, I was in a class, an elementary class, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, and it was Lucy lessons. And I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but it's a new curriculum that we're piloting here, and it's taking an episode of I Love Lucy, which you you don't think has any lessons yeah. in it other than stupid comedy yeah. and there's tons mm -hmm. of lessons and math was part of this lesson okay and I, I i could spend the whole rest of the show talking about what it was the point is is that when it came for the kids to figure out the math i was walking around and i was amazed at how many different ways they were doing simple addition. Like some of them did it the way I learned it in a column mm -hmm. where you carry the one and, and some of them were doing grouping where they grouped two of the numbers together. And there was a third or a fourth way too. And the teacher was fine with all of them. And see, when I went to school, there was one way mm -hmm. or the highway. And it's like, right. you have to do it this way. And now it's basically like, you know, and I think that's, that's how education has evolved in a lot of ways, it's more about the creative thinking than it is about the right. Yeah. It's about problem solving. And it doesn't matter if you know how to solve it the traditional way or whether you know how to get the answer a different way, as long as you can justify how you got there. Right. Yeah. So exactly. I, I think you're so right. And um, I wanted to ask both of you, what are your future plans and what legacy would you like to leave? after you retire many years from now, because you're both pretty young. Well, Alana's probably a little younger, but, um, oh, the, you told me how old you were, but you, which is surprising. But <laughs> anyway, you both have time. You're not retiring yet. But Damon, let's start with you. Like, <laughs> what, 
What well, do you first, oh. I want to jump back to the math part. Go ahead. I, I think I always tell students or I counsel school students that math is like a language unto itself. Oh, yeah. And there's so many different ways to speak it, dialects and stuff. It just like you said, Joan, that you can always get to the right answer in different ways. And I, you know, I tell people like everything in your office, everything you is math has helped develop it. Mm -hmm. And it's really I know for counseling, a lot of social stuff, you know, some people break it down. Um, you can break it down into mathematical terms you know you could make a social situation into a mathematical term and i do that sometimes with students especially around bullying and tattletaling but um yes getting back to your question so yeah my my hope is to retire sometime soon in the next few four years really and my goal was really to make sure that here at uh, bella vista um our school made the uh, ramp program the recognized american school counseling uh, pro, uh, school. So that's my goal is to leave Bella Vista with that recognition for all of us, because it'll take a lot of work, but um, it has taken a lot of work. But in all honesty, Ms. Arceo and I have been doing the American School Counseling stuff for years. It's just putting it all down in paper and getting other people involved and crunching a lot of data numbers math again so um yeah that's my hope and and i'm so glad that you know things worked well enough that there's counselors at every school like i said that that's that's my legacy maybe <laughs> i really am so happy to have been a part of that absolutely and and with you know us coming out of covid and so many kids even more than before affected by being isolated and and just a, a lot of a lot of trauma I like I mean you know it was difficult for people who didn't have these kind of things in their lives before no less the people who had you know and now it's it's a challenge for everyone so I'm glad that the district has uh, is paying attention to that and we're going to even have more supports in place next school year because it's going to take a while to come back from this. So um, Iwana, how about you? What, what are your future plans and what legacy would you like to leave? Just thinking about um, what the past two years has done to our students um, and we call it collateral damage, but it's it, to me it's, it's damage to our future. Um, keeping students isolated and away from kind of a safe place, safe space that they saw at school, a routine that they had for like most of the day. Uh, it's kind it's of heartbreaking breaking to see um, just the students that I work with uh, for, you know, the mission graduate program, which is where Jesus um, Silva gave me the, you know, the award. It's, it's, it's really heartbreaking to see them so depressed. And I think, um, I want to bring it back to a saying that I was uh, introduced to, uh, and it was uh, the African Maasai tribe had a saying. They didn't say, hey, how's it going? They said, how are the children? And I think we really have to question ourselves as to how are the children, because a lot of them are not doing too well. And they don't, they're not like us adults. They have some coping mechanisms. Some of them don't. They don't know how, what to do with how they're feeling. And it really touched me when um, 
uh, you were interviewed, uh, Damon, and, and you said that like the trauma is real and to know that it's happening even at elementary, I'm like, it, it breaks my heart. Um, so when I do retire, I don't know how long I'm going to be in this position or if I decide to do something that's more uh, just oriented towards students and um, bring a sense of belonging to the classroom. Uh, I was told I would make a great counselor, a great mentor, which is not my degree, but I do, I think it takes that kind of that empathy in people to just see that someone's hurting. They don't have to tell you, but you can see it. Um, so I, I would like to leave the legacy that we really need to ask about our students, like really how are they doing? Um, and what can we do to make things not perfect for them because we won't, but make it better for them in an authentic way. Not just a random SEL lesson that, oh, SEL time, I, uh, I guess I'll ask about whatever. Um, but SEL in the moment, like your kids are in the classroom, they're about to fight. Somebody says something nasty to somebody, uh, let's stop. Talk about labels. Let's talk about name calling. Let's talk about that. So future, I don't know, but it's something to do with students. And you know what? Having both of you in the district, in the chairs that you're seated in, we're going to be in good shape. Thank you both Thank you. for being here. You're both awesome. Congratulations again. Thank and you so thanks, much. You bet. Thanks for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look, be, learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Brianna and Emily. Thank you again, Iwana and Damon. And we will see you next week.